everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Davis. David Jolkowski, the head coach at Bloomfield High School, is here alongside me as my co-host. And today we have the head coach of Aquinas College, Kristen Kinzer. Today we will get some insight on the high school to college recruiting process and hear about Kristen's journey as a coach. This podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And by the Detroit Medical Center Sports Medicine and Physical Therapy Team. Check out the newest Game Changer segments on State Champs Michigan's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube page to get the latest in training and injury prevention techniques. And before we get started, one last announcement. The application deadline for the DAC Male and Female Athlete of the Year Award has been extended. While we wait for the remainder of winter sports to start up, now is your time to apply. To apply, you need to have been an all-state athlete or projected to be one this winter or spring. You need an overall 3.0 GPA, and you need to have exhibited some school leadership or had some community volunteer activity. Each nominee receives $1,000 in scholarship money, and the winners will receive $5,000. A wonderful red carpet gala in downtown Detroit will now take place in June. To apply, go to the DACAthleteoftheyearaward.com and download the application or click on the banner on our homepage at statechampsnetwork.com to take you to the website. So first, Kristen, share with the listeners your backstory, how you got involved in becoming a swim coach and how swim has been a part of your life. Yeah, this is kind of a loaded question in the sense of um, I, I wasn't growing up thinking I'm going to be a swim coach. I don't think hardly anybody who is a coach thinks that. Um, you just kind of are steered into the direction of your passions and what what makes you excited to get up and go to work every day. So um, I'll just kind of rewind back to just a love for the water. I think a lot of people get into swimming for the safety aspect. You know, parents want their kids to be safe around water. And, um, you know, my dad was playing golf at the country club while all of us were swimming and going to practice. And um, it was just kind of nice. I have three older sisters. So it was a family thing at first. And I just really fell in love with the water and you know, grew up around it. And I, I tried year round swimming um, when I was nine and really didn't love it. Um, I know some people start earlier than that, but I was a multi-sport athlete. So I come from a little different background in that, you know, I played volleyball, basketball, ran cross country track and didn't really get into club swimming until my junior summer after junior year of high school, which is a little bit different than, um, a lot of the recruits I talked to. And, and that's when I got really fast and was like, Oh, I can really make this into something uh, bigger. And coming from Indiana swimming, you know, I had no idea I was good because I swam, I was on the same team as people who qualified for Olympic trials for world trials. And so I was kind of the fourth one on the relay, like, yes, I get to be a part of this. And um, then, you know, the recruiting process happened and my sister, my older sister, Kendra, she swam for Calvin college, now Calvin university. And so that's kind of how I heard about Calvin and it really stood out with their nursing program, their academics. And um, so I went there and swam um, and actually got to go to nationals my freshman year, um, which was exciting. But also I, I still wasn't sure if swimming was my passion and what I wanted to do. And so 
Um, I actually stepped back from swimming for two years and I, I went out to Colorado, worked at a dude ranch and really kind of figured myself out of, you know, getting, getting my head on straight, figuring out my faith and, and my, my values and coming back so much stronger because of that. And, um, just had an incredible experience swimming for Calvin, my junior and senior year was a captain and got to go to nationals again. And, you know, we, we skated in by, by the skin of our teeth, we qualified by a hundredth of a second in our 200 medley relay. Um, and then we ended up getting all American and scoring and other things. So we just, we all had so much fun and it was, it all goes back to that love of the water, I think, to tie it in with, you know, how you first get into it, you have to have that love and have fun with it. So, um, moving on to graduating, I was a nurse, like a neurology nurse for, for a year full time and really wasn't using my gifts and my skills that I knew I could be using. And so people kept asking like, well, what would you possibly want to be doing other than nursing? And it's like coaching. Like that was the first thing because that makes me excited. And you, it's so rewarding. You see, you know, acute care nursing isn't about a long-term relationship or teaching or really seeing outcomes and walking alongside. It's like, take care of you and push you out. Um, so, you know, faith is a big, big part of my journey too. Prayed about the change a lot and woke up the next day to a text from Calvin's coach. Hey, you want to be an assistant coach? <laughs> so I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is better than I could have imagined. But then the doubts come in. If I go, like, oh, can I do this? Um, but you just have to have that support system. Got into it, loved it. Ended up, ended up going to grad school, got my master's in exercise physiology to become a head coach, had a lot of great coaches growing up and mentorship. And, um, you know, there's a theme here. I prayed about a head coaching job at a faith-based school and someone reached out the next day and was like, Hey, there's this posting at Aquinas. Um, and the rest is history within the span of a week and a half did my interviews accepted and started moving. So <laughs> that's a long story, but <laughs> that's kind of where, how I got here. You sent me your core principles. They're family first, stay inquisitive, efficiency, be willing to fail, set high goals, grit, pride, accountability, and integrity. How did you form these core principles? Lots of mouthfulers. <laughs> Way to go. You got all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, good question. I think you just kind of build, build these on your experience as an athlete, as well as your experience coaching. And it's always evolving. Like this, this isn't going to look the same next year, maybe two years, five years. Um, but these are things that I've found that you really can base a successful, um, team culture. And I think team culture is first and foremost, you know, the most important thing. Um, obviously you're recruiting talent. You want to be competitive. I'm one of the most competitive people out there, but I, I lead with relationships and creating a space where people can grow and thrive. Um, and so, you know, family first, like I don't want you just cheering on your best friend at the end of the lane in your race. I want everyone supporting each other. Um, you know, family doesn't always get along, but they have each other's backs at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, I think people are afraid to take risks and you're going to fail. Every, like getting here, I've, I've had failures. And if, if I focused on that, I wouldn't have any sort of success or really push, push um, into my strengths. And so I think, you know, teaching kids that it's okay to, you know, quote, fail because you're going to learn and you're going to get better. It's part of the process. And, um, you know, integrity, if, if I'm just raising these, these kids to be, you know, swimmers, they're not going to be contributing to society after they graduate, they're going to not know what to do with themselves. So, you know, at the heart of it, I want them to learn a lot of, you know, character and 
doing things the right way, trusting the process, representing more than just themselves. So I guess, you know, that's, that's kind of where they come from. Talk about training with a purpose. This is very important in all sports. If you practice without a purpose, why practice at all? What success have you seen from encouraging your swimmers to practice with a purpose? Yeah. So, um, something that I did with my college team, you know, at Calvin, the head coach, he's good, great mentor, Dan, Dan Gelderlos. Um, he would start every practice with a little team huddle and, you know, he would kind of talk about the purpose of the practice and, you know, the why behind it. And that really helped me buy into the training process and understand like, Oh, this is what we're doing. If you have that kind of direction and leadership and focus, then, you know, you can think, Oh, this is garbage yardage. And, you know, I'd rather someone not be at practice if they had that attitude than being there spaced out. I want them, you know, thinking about certain skills to get better every single day. And that doesn't mean like, you know, being so exhausted every day, you can't like make it to dinner after like you love that feeling, but also it's, it's more than just the physical training. It's the mental training and being disciplined that really kind of sets you apart, I think. So I, I don't believe in garbage yardage. It never works. It, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for our team. Um, I've seen, you know, purposeful training work and I think it helps with recovery and staying fresh mentally as well. I think that's really important too. Before we continue, I talked about how you can recruit yourself to Lawrence Technological University. Here's more. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. So this is your first season. Aquinas has a brand new program. How do you hope to transform this program as the years go on? Yes. Wow. That's, that's a big question to think about, you know, just, just getting my feet wet here with learning more. I learn about Aquinas every single day and whenever I learn something new, I'm like, wow, that's really incredible. So I think one of the strengths of Aquinas is that it's such a tight knit community and everybody knows each other's names. And, you know, the president of, of the school was, you know, hosting, a town hall and I emailed him to thank him and he emailed me right back. And I think, you know, just having that kind of support from leadership gives you permission to really dream and grow and know that you're supported. And so I, I envision, you know, building up a team that's very competitive at nationals. I have, you know, a sheet of time goals and what scored last year and, you know, looking ahead at, okay, what kind of recruits do I want to be looking at who, who could do this, but, you know, also with the academic piece, because I want them to be successful in the classroom as well. And what they're doing in class, they're probably doing in practice anyway, you know? So again, with the foundation being that strong kind of team atmosphere of positive attitude, hard work, you know, really bought into the program. You can, you can go where you want to with that. And I understand it's going to take a little bit to build that up, but that's, I think the excitement of it, I thrive in an environment where I can, you know, build and shape rather than inheriting somebody else's team or somebody else's environment that, you know, in all, in all ways, I'm not inheriting anyone else's problems per se. Um, so I hope to create something that's really positive, um, that we know our identity, where we stand, um, you know, 
I, I don't want to market Aquinas to everybody because then you lose your identity, right? Like I want to protect our team culture. And, and I send every recruit, my coaching philosophy and core principles, um, because if, if that's not something they resonate with, like it's not the right fit for them, you know? And I think especially during this time with education, you know, higher ed kind of suffering with numbers being lower, like I think now is more to not be everything to everyone. It's to get, get real about who you are and, and then you'll get the right people, you know? So building that team culture, being competitive, um, being the best people that we can be. And I hold myself to that standard too. And I hope they see that. What do you do, you know, starting from the ground up, um, you know, how, how are you, do, do you get to handle recruiting a little bit differently as a new program? Uh, do you have any special circumstances that you're allowed with a new program? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm doing anything way differently than, than what I've done. I've always actually been the recruiter for whatever team I'm coaching for. And that's a strength of mine. Um, so I, I was just at Case Western and signed on 20 people before January 1st. And that's, that has never happened <laughs> before there. And, and at Calvin, I did handle recruiting as, as well. And we just built up that team. And so, I mean, obviously it was a team effort in that, but um, I, I think, you know, during COVID recruiting is a little different, but we are allowed to have people on campus. And so we can do on-campus visits. I love hosting virtual events, um, you know, just being extra responsive. I'm, I'm using those uh, recruiting sites like NCSA. That's been a really helpful one and be recruited. And um, I would say relying on relationships has really been helpful of like Michigan coaches are wonderful. They all want to support each other hearing that this new program is coming out, you know, I'm just getting our name out there and the word out there. And, um, you know, Mike Vinos, he helped, you know, get, get me on this podcast. Like this is helping as well. So I think social media is different. That didn't exist when I was being recruited. So I'm really utilizing that Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, adding people and adding teams and coaches and, you know, getting great responses from coaches as well as athletes and parents. So it's going well. I, I think I'll figure, figure out what's most effective as, as we go forward. But, um, you know, leading with relationships first, I think is really a strength and helpful for our team. That's great. You know, as you're building the program up, what, uh, how are you building up your coaching staff? Uh, are you allowed a certain number of coaches? Have you started looking at, uh, some help where you at? Yes. <laughs> Good question. So, um, the first year I'm allowed to have a part-time assistant. So, um, and then after the first year, that's because the team is going to be smaller and we understand that. And um, so then after the first year, then I'll be able to have a full-time assistant. So I've actually had people reach out to me more so um, after everything was posted. And, you know, I've, I've had people who were, I swam against in college who are just graduating from grad school saying, Hey, you know, do you have a coaching position available or, you know, established coaches are like, Hey, you know, I would like to be considered. So keeping them on my radar, but also I still have to have conversations with our athletic directors of how to approach that and when they would start, you know, those logistical details. Are you guys uh, just swimming? Or are we going to have diving? Where, where are you just at? Swimming. There's no talk about adding diving. Um, and I, I was told that most likely will never be added just, I think because of the safety factor um, with our training staff, as well as um, just logistical finding a facility and things like that. High school swimming is always about good sportsmanship. It's a motto the MHSAA wants to reinforce across all sports. Listen to this. 
Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. David, do you have anything else? Yeah. So, Kristen, a few questions for you. Um, obviously, so you guys are in the Grand Rapids area, um, and you just mentioned a few minutes about uh, logistics of facilities. Where are you going to be training at? <laughs> that's that's the million dollar question right now. So, um, right now we're doing facility tours. So I am touring facilities along with our assistant athletic director of internal operations. So um, we, I have my favorites but I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on this podcast yet, but um, so we're looking at East Grand Rapids high school. Um, They have 14 lanes and, you know, beautiful facility. Um, And then we just toured Grand Rapids community college and they have a six lane facility and, you know, just working out the details of what would be the best fit for academic schedules as well. You know, how much programming is going on and what's available is a big, big factor. Um, And I want to make sure our athletes can make it to practice and that they don't, feel like they have to choose between their academics and, and athletics, but, um, we're going to tour, I think city high, and then, um, kind of put together some proposals. And then by the end of this month, the goal is to have a contract signed. And so we can, you know, when recruits come, I can actually show them a pool, (laughs) which is helpful. Sure. Sure. What about, uh, you know, looking at seasonal schedule, you know, we know, you know, our, our high school kids are used to, you know, three, four month schedule. You guys have your six month season. Um, you know, any plans for you when it comes to training? Are you guys looking at training trips, things like that? Yeah. So that's all. I love the idea phase of, you know, thinking about these things and I would love to eventually be able to do training trips. We will have to do fundraising for that. Um, and hopefully traveling with COVID is not, you know, the big issue with doing training trips, but um, it's definitely on the table. Um, and then I'm sorry, will you repeat the question? Well, I was just talking about, you know, that, that seasonal plan, um, yeah. you know, you, you know, you, I know, um, you know, watching Calvin over the few years, you know, uh, Gelderloos, you know, he does, you know, their mid season meets, um, looking for big invites, things like that. You might be wanting to plan. Yeah. So it's funny you asked that because the other day I got an email from Davenport's head coach, Justin Vasquez. I don't know if you know him, but he was actually assistant coach for me when I was a freshman at Calvin. So um, again, those connections coming in there, he, he was like, Hey, you know, we're hosting this midseason invitational. I originally was thinking, you know, connections with Calvin, maybe we could go there, but, um, they already have a lot of teams at their invite. And so Davenport's going to have a, a little bit smaller of an invite. And they're also going to have an NAIA team there all at Nazarene. So I think that would be a really great place to start and we'll see how that evolves. Um, but that's already, it'll be the weekend before Thanksgiving. So that's kind of already in the works there. And, um, so that's, that's been helpful just having connections with MIAA and GLIAC and things like that. You know, it's, I don't feel like it's going to be too big of a challenge to get meets on the schedule. Okay. And what, what about conferences? Uh, where, who will you guys be competing with? What conference will you guys be in? Right. Yeah. So we end up for the first year and then we'll evaluate and see where we'll go because nobody in the WAC conference has a swim team. We are the only team. Um, and then, so 
when I was preparing for my interview, I was looking at, okay, who, who are we even going to be <laughs> competing against at a conference meet? And so the Crossroads League is very close by, also no swim teams. So um, our, our athletic director, Nick Davidson, he has great connections. Um, he came up from a school in Florida and you know, was talking about maybe joining um, that league. So it just, it's kind of up in the air right now. It's definitely on the table, but we're going to compete more independently the first year and we'll see, you know, obviously there's a lot of championship meets out there that we could become a part of. And again, you know, talk to the MIAA, talk to GLIAC teams, talk to Davenport um, and just kind of figure out what works best with our schedule. Um, but, you know, there's, there's definitely possibilities. We just, you know, have to kind of get to that point, I guess. For sure. Um, as our high school kids are, you know, our boys are mid season right now, girls are, are done, you know, with their year. Um, you guys have got some stuff on the website. Any other advice for them? You talked a little bit about social media, if they're interested in the university, what, uh, what should they be doing? Yeah, good question. So, you know, I usually like to reach out to juniors. Um, and so we can develop a relationship over time, you know, obviously jumping in mid mid year, I'm talking to seniors in their, their last semester, um, but I think that just helps to narrow down your list because we're almost bombarded with too many options, right? There's so many schools out there and what is really the right fit? Um, it's all about fit. You know, there could be a school that's ranked higher than, you know, another school, but but maybe the other school is actually a much better fit personality-wise, coaching-wise. I think, again, it's it's about the relationships. And so the advice I would give them is to really know, um, not just on paper, you know, I can send them my principles all day, but if that's not what the culture is actually like when they show up, then, you know, that's a problem. So I would say, do your visit, stay with the team. I know that's hard during COVID, but, um, really get to know the community. I think before as, as much as possible, um, so that you can not feel bombarded your senior year with, Oh my gosh, there, I have 12 schools on my list still. Um, so, you know, contacting coaches, I think text is great. Like I, when I was being recruited, I got calls all the time and it was annoying. I didn't have time for it. And, you know, so I, I really enjoyed emails and text messages. So I, I tell juniors, I'm like, I respect that you have other options, but I would love to schedule something with you. Let me know um, if you'd like to do that and kind of putting it in their hands to take ownership. They, they really need to take ownership of the process. That's awesome. You know, I, at a time when, you know, we're, we're losing some college programs here in the state. Uh, I lost my alma mater a few years ago. Uh, we've got a big one, uh, middle of the state that just shut things down. Um, it's great to see the support that, that Aquinas has put in. And uh, we're super, super excited to see what you're going to do here in the next few years. Uh, Misk is here for you to help you out. I know all the coaches in our area are really, really excited about the opportunities. So uh, on behalf of Miska, um, you know, we wish you all the best. We're here for a resource for you. Um, and, and other than that, you know, if there's any other last little details we didn't get to talk about today, is there anything you want to share with us? I feel like I, I've, I've talked your ears off a bit, um, but thank you so much. I've, I've really enjoyed this and making more connections and, um, you know, the support of MISCA, that's huge. And, um, I, I've been able to go to some clinics and just think they're fantastic. And, um, you know, all the coaches that I've met, I've, I've really enjoyed. So I'm just, I'm excited for this wild ride. I know, you know, I, I probably have the rosy colored glasses right now, just starting out. But, you know, I, I'm very confident in 
the support that we have. And I'm just, I'm so excited to be here long-term and just see this team grow. All right, everybody. Well, that's all the time that we have this week. Thank you so much for tuning into Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. This podcast is presented to you by Lawrence Technological University. Poolside is also brought to you by the MHSAA, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And by the DMC's Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan the only freestanding rehabilitation center in Southeast Michigan solely dedicated to physical medicine and rehabilitation. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, joined by David Jolkevsky and Aquinas' new head coach, Kristen Kinzer. We'll see you next week.